What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show with the old bros. What's up, everybody? Hope everybody's doing good out there. Uh, hope everybody's staying safe. And uh, we got a new show today. Uh, we're going to talk some NBA, uh, MLB, and a little bit of NFL. But uh, let's uh, get this show started and kick it right into uh, NBA. Yeah, man. Obviously, the big news coming out this weekend, Anthony Davis versus Achilles. Um, haven't re- seen too much about it, but they're expecting him to miss two to three weeks, maybe until All-Star break. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, I think they said it was a, a calf strain, but a lot of this has to do with the Achilles, something like that. Um, if I'm the Lakers, man, I'd just sit this guy out a month, a month and a half if you have to, because you really don't need him right now. I mean, yes, you need him, you know, but... It's all about the playoffs for the Lakers, man. It's championship or bust. You know, that's the way this franchise has always uh, carried themselves. So, I mean, you got to you got to look at it, you got to look at the bigger picture. And if the Lakers get the 4 seed or the 5 seed, you know, I don't think it's the end of the world, you know. You still got LeBron James. You got a, a better supporting cast or younger supporting cast. Um this this time around than than last time, you know you got you know you got Schroeder, so I, I think he could he's a capable scorer, a guy who helped LeBron handle the ball also. Montrez Harold is, is is another young dude man that I feel like he uh, he's not Anthony Davis, but he'll he'll try to fill in right there. We got Markeith Morris, um, also you know uh, who could fill in that spot. So I mean. I think we'll be all right. Um, just you know, hold it down for a bit till he gets back, you know. But if I'm the Lakers, I'd rest AD and and as long as whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes to to um, to get him healed up and and ready for playoffs. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like in the regular season, you can let a, a couple things slide by. And there's not it's not a panic mode. I guess it's a little panic just because this is uh, something similar to what he dealt with in the Heat series and uh, last year in the finals and how we all held our breath when he went down because, oh, shoot, we're about to lose AD. But, yeah, man, I, I think the Lakers just have to be cautious with it. They don't really need it. They got a, a deep enough team to hold it down. Meanwhile, he comes back. so And you got the Kings. <laughs> That's all you really need if you're the Lakers. So, um a lot of young guys, like you said, just hold it down. Meanwhile, Davis gets healthy. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what you're what you're looking for. Uh, if you're Frank Vogel and the Lakers, I mean, try to just uh, hold it down and 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 stay afloat right now. I mean, uh, as we're speaking right now, Lakers got a, a big win tonight against uh, the Timberwolves. You know, I know Timberwolves are not a great team, but it's just wins that you have to get. You can't lose these games. Um, we got a big game against uh, Thursday against the Brooklyn Nets, so that should be good. Uh, KD might play, and uh, Irving and Harden. Where's that going to be at, Brooklyn? No, it's going to be at Staples. Oh, nice. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, you say you say all oh, nice, like like if it really matters, there's no fans, Eric. No, I know, but I mean, it's just <laughs> like you be you get home from work, you're able to catch the game. Yeah, sure. 7.30 sure. Uh, start time, so that's always better. Yeah. In so the West Coast. <laughs> West West. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens, man. I, I, I hope that the Lakers um, – I think this will benefit the rest of the players, you know, the role players getting more minutes and, and stuff. And just let Anthony Davis heal up. It's I mean, it's not like – it would have been horrible news if you would have tore something or, you know, been out for the season. Then Then – then you know you got something to worry about, but as of right now, everything's good. Uh, just let him rest up, and, and I think we'll be fine. Yeah. As far as the rest of the league, what do you really think about the other teams? Maybe besides the Lakers, you saw the Utah Jazz number one seed. Is you do you think Utah's for real, or do you think they're just hot at the right time? I think Utah is a, a is a good team, bro. Like they're a good team. I don't know if they're a great team. That's just that's just the way I look at Utah. They got some bigs down there. I know they got. I think they got Cantor and um, Gobert. 
you know, so some some size to match up with the Lakers. But at the end of the day, I don't think they have anybody to guard LeBron James. We also have Jordan Clarkson that dropped like forty four points the other night. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I mean, Clarkson's a, uh, he's always been that man. He's been a he's a capable scorer. He, he reminds me a lot of uh, Lou Williams. You know, mm-hmm. come off the bench, all they do is score in bunches. You know, and uh, he's a he's a good he's a good player. I I just think um, and I think I think they have a good team, um, but. Uh, in a seven-game series, I don't think they match up well with the Lakers. Like I said, they got nobody to guard LeBron. And then, and then the only team I think that's why the Lakers are. I kind of feel like the Lakers could, you know, let Anthony rest up and get get right uh, for playoffs, just because of the fact that yeah, you know, Utah's number one right now, and the Clippers are like two, or Lakers are two, Clippers are three, you know. Um, so, you know, just kind of just let it be. It's not like there's fans in the stands right now anyways, you know. Come playoff time, I guess, you know, the fans are going to be uh, a big factor if there's able to be fans in the stands, hopefully by the summertime. But as of right now, I'm the Lakers, man. Just, uh, you know, just I think Utah is, is, a, is, a, is a good team. I don't know if they're a great team. I guess I got to see more, you know. Too early to judge, but... I mean, they've been rolling. So, you, I mean, you got to give them credit, though. They they have been rolling. Yeah, a team I'm pretty uh, impressed with is the 76ers, dude. They're holding it down, the number one seed right now in the East. And I kind of saw this coming, maybe not as the number one seed, but I feel like Doc has really made that team, get got the best out of that team. And um, I think they're going to be a dangerous force. Obviously, Joel Embiid is the MVP talks. And then I saw the other day that Ben Simmons dropped like 40 points. So that's huge for him, you know. You know, you're getting the best of the young guys. And I think they got the right coach to take them there. You know, that you know, it's interesting you brought that up. Um, Doc Rivers is, um, he always gets uh, young teams going, bro. He did that with the Clippers. He did that with um, Boston. I mean, it seemed like they got the young core. The heat. He knows how to get them going. He's a good coach. I just think after he's there for a certain amount of time, I, I don't know what it is that, uh, you know, they kind of start stop believing in, in his theories. I think that's what happened with the Clippers last year. They kind of tuned him out, you know, hearing the same thing. I, th- I think that's what happened. Who knows? It could have been more stuff there in that locker room. But, yeah, I think Doc, Doc has done an amazing job with the Sixers, you know. Embiid, he's always had the talent. You know, it's just staying healthy for him. Ben Simmons is an awesome talent as well. It's just him being more consistent on the scoring and, you know, and, and working on his shot. I mean, if he gets that down, who, sky's the limit for him. Um, so, yeah, Sixers, uh, Sixers are a good team. I want to get into a team that I'm like, I want to say I told you so kind of thing, but then is a is a uh, Brooklyn Nets. What do you think, man? I mean, they're a mess. I mean, I expected them to be way better than what their record says. A lot could change from here to playoffs, but it's not looking good for them. No, man, it's not. I mean, obviously, they're the second seed, so it's not too bad. I think they're only, like, one game behind the 76ers. But, man, it's just that chemistry. I don't know. I just don't like it. I just... Something about Kyrie, man, that I just grown to lose respect to, for him as a player. Like, I really enjoyed him with the Cavs, with LeBron, when they made that 3-1 run. And then, but, dude, ever since he got the ring and he made his way out of Cleveland and then to Boston and that whole circus that happened over there, uh, dude, it's just like, every time I see Kyrie, I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, nah, it's not going to work. I feel like he's a big uh, problem for a team. And I, I like Harden, dude. I personally like Harden. I know Harden doesn't play like defense and stuff like that, but I would I would trade Kyrie if I could trade him and then just build around Harden and then KD. Yeah, uh, but you know, I, I just don't think like two guys like for example, I think he, I think Kyrie came out the other day. Kevin Durant hasn't been playing, so you gotta you gotta give him a little bit of slack, I guess. But uh, the other day, I guess he said something like. Uh, he told he told Harden, "Oh, I'm gonna let you handle the ball. Uh, you're 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 somebody that 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 needs to handle the ball, and um, 
and whatnot. Yeah. And he goes and tells the media, oh, yeah, I already talked to James, and I told him he needs to handle the ball. It's like, dude, like, now you think you're a coach? Like, ah, oh, dude, there's something about that guy. I just, I'm on the same boat as you, dude. Like, I just, I just, I just like him as a person and as a player. I, I don't know why. I just don't. Maybe he's a good person. I don't know, dude. But just, you know, getting the uh, when he talks, it just seems like it's all it's all about himself, you know. And and, and that's cool and all if that leads to winning, but it doesn't lead to winning. Ever ever since he left LeBron, he hasn't won anything. Like he hasn't done anything. And before LeBron got there, he didn't win anything. So. I'm just so, so so sick of his like uh, his attitude, man. I just feel like it's just I don't know. He he doesn't um, he doesn't know how to be a team player, in my opinion. Harden, I think Harden Harden could could uh, could uh, get be a better defender, I think. But you know, as far as a scorer and getting his team involved, uh, Harden has has showed a lot uh, these these games in in Brooklyn. You know, in Houston, on his way out, you know, it wasn't looking good. But when he's been here in Brooklyn, it didn't seem like passing is an issue for him. But yeah. we'll see. I think Harden's at the point where he just wants to win. Yeah. I think when you haven't won and um, you want to get there, you'll do whatever it takes. And I feel like Harden, he's been a good scorer for Brooklyn. He's been uh, good with assists. So I got nothing to say about Harden. I think him and KD are going to be great together it's just Kyrie is going to be the one that causes trouble and I can ultimately think it's going to ruin their chances and they probably won't even make the NBA finals honestly I just feel like when you go when you're going to go up against these teams like the 76ers maybe even Boston that Boston is still a good solid team I don't know Bucks yeah the Bucks I just feel like everybody needs to be on the same page and if Kyrie's not on the same page with uh, KD and Harden it's, it's just not going to work yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like he had trouble getting on the same page with KD. And I know they haven't played a lot together. But to start the season, it weren't even, you know, now you add another scorer, another guy who probably needs the ball, you know, also, just, I don't know, sometimes that's hard. Yeah. You know, unless you, you accept the role where you're coming off the bench and, and being like the leading scorer off the bench. But a guy like Kyrie would never accept that. Yeah. And another team I want to talk to before we move on, the Phoenix Suns, man. I'm really not surprised with the Phoenix Suns because they're loaded with talent, but I'm just like, I've grown to respect Chris Paul. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, I kind of just like Chris Paul when he was with the Clippers. I don't know why. Maybe because I was just hated the Clippers and Chris Paul. They were just owning the Lakers during the time. But, man, dude, every, I think everywhere Chris Paul goes, he wins. And, obviously, he hasn't won the, 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 the NBA championship before, but he changes the culture wherever he goes. And... I mean, how many how many years has it been that the Phoenix Suns were a laughing stock? Yeah, and yeah. you know the OKC last year, Chris Paul goes over there. That team's not even supposed to be in the playoffs, and yeah, he, they were counting them out. They're like, "Oh, this team's not making playoffs." And they took the Houston to Game Seven. Dude. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so I just want to give props to the Phoenix Suns. They're as we speak right now doing the show. They're up twenty on Brooklyn at halftime. So we'll see how that turns out, but. Yeah, Phoenix Suns are a legit team. I think that they could make some noise in the playoffs. Uh, it's an exciting team to watch, and very young too. Oh yeah, I think um, I like Booker. I think Booker's an awesome scorer. Um, and then now you add somebody like Chris Paul to help help them on the way. That that team is dangerous. That team, you know, they get a couple more um, a couple more bigs or so. I mean, they're they're scary. Or even if you add a couple more shooters. <clears throat> that team might be uh, scary in the playoffs, so we'll see what happens with Phoenix. Uh, they have some toughness in them, so they're they're a team not to sleep on. Yeah, they're currently fourth in the in the Western Conference, so um, we'll see how that plays out. But they're definitely a team to watch out for. Moving on to some baseball news, you know, Justin Turner, your boy Justin Turner, resigns with the Dodgers. How do you feel about that? I could like I like I. Like I told you earlier, I told you so. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I was kind of like, is he going to sign? Is he going to sign? But I, I always, I knew he wouldn't leave. Like, it just, I don't know. It just seems like Turner's LA. He's part of LA. You know, I know Kobe, 
big part of LA. Um, you know, Kershaw, big part of LA. But it, it just seems like Turner is the glue to the Dodgers. And I feel like the Dodgers didn't want to let him go. Neither did Turner want to leave. So they kind of met halfway, two-year deal. I think it works for both sides, man. And I know Turner probably wanted more years, but, I mean, you get a two-year deal and you're getting paid top dollar. So it's not like it's not like they're giving them chump change. So I think the Dodgers did an amazing job um, paying Turner, keeping him. You're going to need him in the dugout. Um you add a crazy guy like uh, Bauer, you're going to need somebody like like uh, Turner in the dugout to kind of keep everything cool. And, you know, not saying I – mean, I know Bauer has done some crazy stuff in the past. Seems like he's cleaned it up a little bit, but you just never know. And and Bauer's a different guy. So when you add a guy like Turner in the, in the dugout, it kind of helps, uh, helps, you know, keep the, the – Everybody in check a little bit. He's like that leader. And then, you know, you got Kershaw also, who's who's a veteran. Um, but, yeah, uh, bringing back Turner is huge. I feel like, uh, you know, now with what now with uh, Turner there, now they could just, you know, get ready and, and start uh, worrying about uh, spring training and getting ready for the season. Yeah, big signing for the Dodgers. I mean, I don't know if you saw um, – Walker Buehler trolled the the Milwaukee Brewers after uh, after they missed out on uh, JT. What did he say? He I think he said something on Twitter like he didn't think we were actually gonna lose to Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was a, that was a big shape from the Milwaukee Brewers because I think them and uh, the Mets were also interested yeah. in I, the Mets. I never bought it because. I mean, the Mets were the team that cut him, man. Yeah. I know you, you've heard the story, but... Yeah. I mean, they literally cut him, and he was on the way. He, he Turner was on his way to an event where he had to represent the Mets as an organization to a meeting with all these... With the... Um, with the, I guess, um, the player union or something. And then on his way there... He gets a call that he got cut. Oh, I didn't hear that. So you're going to the Mets. You're going to represent the Mets. And then they're going to ask him, what team are you on? Just got cut. Yeah, it sucks. So Turner, I think, I think, I don't think, I don't think the Mets was ever a possibility. I think Brewers, maybe, you know, he kind of blends in with their mascot a little bit, (laughs) but, but, but yeah, he's back in LA. I'm thrilled. And, and, uh, he's one of my favorite players on the Dodgers and, and so happy for him. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for JT, man. I especially, I've told you this story before. I remember watching the World Series against Boston. Obviously, Dodgers down in the series. They were out down to the final outs, man. And just, they were getting killed like 6-1 in the final game. I think it was game five, six? Five. Five, there you go. Game five. Dude, this guy hits a rocket. And, you know, obviously, it's a good play by the defense. And this guy's sprinting down first base. And then you have Machado on the next at bat or the previous at bat, like jogging to to the to first base. I mean, like, you just see that heart, and, you know, it doesn't matter what the score is. You just go out and hustle every single play. So I have a lot of respect for JT. Um, but sticking with the Dodgers, there, do you expect Kershaw to be back after this next year? Because there was talks that his contract's ending. Like you said, JT feels like the Dodgers – feels like LA, so does Clayton Kershaw. And I feel like even not so much maybe the say Kershaw declines in his play, but I just feel like that's just someone you gotta keep around because it's just so iconic to the city of LA and I don't know. I just, Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Um and I I don't mind Kershaw being back. Kinda like the Kobe contract that Kobe got. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah I, mean? I feel you. But I feel like the Dodgers also they're they're in a situation where it's like they've added Bauer, they've added uh, they have Bueller still, uh, young guy who's probably the future ace of the staff, probably already is. So they probably got to pay him soon. So I think I'm thinking the Dodgers are looking like, hey Kershaw, like we've paid you all this money over the years, money's never been a problem. I don't think it'll be a problem. Uh, and I think they'll keep Kershaw probably for like. One or two years, two year, like a two year deal, kind of like what they did with Turner. Here, stay for two more years. We'll throw you some money, but you can't expect him to get another big contract. I think, I think, I think that's you know. I know he's he pitched well last year, and he, 
You know, he he's, he he showed a little bit of decline over the years, but um, I think you keep him back on another, you know, one two year deal, and and we'll see what happens. But but yeah, yeah, he is LA. Uh, he represents the Dodgers well. Uh, the only the only place I see him going to is like Texas, because that's where he's from. You know, going back, and he's always talked about pitching in his home state where he's from. He grew up. So maybe going to Texas would be an option. But I hope he's a Dodger for life, and uh, I hope he gets another ring while he's at it. Well, if Texas doesn't work out for Clayton, he can always go next door to the desert in Arizona. We'd really appreciate him out there. It seems like you guys get all the washed-up guys like Bumgarner and stuff. Even though he has a bad ERA out there in Chase Field, we'll still take him. But, yeah, your 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 rivals, the San Diego Padres, keep making moves. They added Mark Melanson and then Keanu Kella from the Pirates. Damn, you're talking about two loaded teams, man. I don't think we've seen this in the NL West for quite some time, honestly. Um, Dodgers are stacking the pen. Obviously, they made some pen moves this past week, too. They traded Florio, which a lot of people were shocked by. Were you uh, shocked by that? or Not really, because they always tend to do something like that. Like They'll bring these no-name guys. They'll make them decent. And then they shop him up for get, to get another no-name guy mm. and make him decent. That's just Andrew Freeman, the way he works. Um, so I'm not shocked. Kaleric also got traded. I'm not shocked. I mean, um, I guess the year that we lost to the Nationals in the in the wild card round or the or the division series, um, he was like the Soto, the guy that got Soto out. But since last year they changed the, the the rule to where you have to ha- you have to face at least a three batter minimum. Uh, he's a good he's good against lefties, but he can't throw against righties. So uh, he got he got he got rocked last year in a lot of playoff games. So uh, I'm not shocked that he's that Caleric is gone. Florio, you know, he was a good arm down there, but you know, I think uh, I think the Dodgers have something else up their sleeve. Um, they always find a way to. Um, Get these guys that uh, come out of nowhere. I mean, we picked up uh, the guy from the Brewers. Um, God, what is his name? Uh, he he was coming off Tommy John. Uh, reliever. Yeah, reliever. Uh-huh. We we picked him up early in the off season. He's supposed to be he's supposed to be uh, one of our setup guys, I guess. Well, if I get his name right now, I'll I'll bring it up. But okay. But yeah, uh, but yeah, the Padres, uh, you know, they're adding to the pen, dude. Like, as a Dodger fan, are you scared of the Padres going into the season? Do you find that? Because I, you know, I listened to a lot of MLB talk, and people were saying that the that they were saying the Padres, specifically on MLB tonight, they were saying that the Padres were the better team last year, and if it weren't for Cody Bellinger's uh, robbing the home run, that. Padres potentially move on, and who knows what happens in the World Series. But what do you think about that, or what happens in the LCS? You know, no, dude, that series was way over. I mean, we slaughtered them, and and was it Game Three, um, Game One? I mean, Cody made that big, big catch and everything. But no, I, honestly, they they really don't scare me, and and. They they don't uh, I mean they their pitching staff got a lot better. Uh, their lineup doesn't scare me at all. Other than Tatis, Tatis is the only dude that on the lineup that will be like, oh wow, that like he could change the game. Machado, it seems like we own him, bro. Like he, he don't scare me. Like especially after what I saw from him when he was with us, it, I feel like he's a little um, over. Well, I think he is overrated, so he doesn't scare me. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, but yeah. I mean, to to say that that was the reason why we won. Like, come on, dude. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. With that shit. Oh well. Here I got the name already. <laughs> uh, Corey Knebel. He was a oh, okay. oh, he, he was a closer for for them. I remember 2017. I think when the Dodgers were or 16. Okay. When the he was for the Brewer, he was like he was like their closer or something, or setup guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, uh, right, right before uh, 
Hater, hater, you know, or I think Hater would come in for like three innings and then this fool would come and close it out. Uh-huh. But he had Tommy John, so last year, so he's coming back from Tommy John. So he's a, he's a good arm, I think. And then you, you we've got back uh, Blake Trident, and then uh, hopefully we could get a, another another arm down there. Maybe Julio uh, could be a closer now, but we'll see what happens. Do you know when the first meeting between the Dodgers and Padres is this year? Because, man, that has to be circled. I mean, I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of either of them, but I'm going to be wanting to watch that. I don't know, but we'll find out right now. But just, I just feel like the offseason is owned by the Dodgers this past she- this past season, Dodgers, Padres. Blue Jays made a lot of moves this offseason as well. So I just feel like, but I just feel like the Dodgers make a move, Padres make a move. You know, yeah, Dodgers yeah. make a move, Padres make a move. It's just like something new every day. I'm just like, damn, I can't even keep up with these moves. April 16th. That's the first meeting in San Diego? In San Diego. Wow. That's going to be must-watch. Hopefully, that's a weekend. It is. Oh, wow. I'm going to be over it here. It is. Hopefully, hopefully, there's fans in the stands. Bro. I wouldn't <laughs> mind going that game. Um, But, yeah, I mean, look, I think this rivalry is going to be good for baseball. It's going to be good for the Dodgers. And the Padres, you know, having battling it out. I still don't. I still think we have a better team as far as lineup all around. I think we're a better, more consistent lineup. I know we lost Jock. I know we lost, uh, you know, Kike. Some depth on the on the on the team, but I mean, we have a lot of young guys. Hopefully, uh, Gavin Lux steps up this year, and we still got Corey Seager. Hopefully, he uh, continues the season he was having last year especially in the playoffs, and, and yeah, I mean, Mookie Betts, I mean, I feel like people forget about Mookie Betts, man, Mookie Betts is is so underrated, I know Machado's so overrated, well, Mookie Betts is so underrated, bro, like, people forget about Mookie Betts, I feel, sometimes, like, you know, they forget that, that what he adds to the team, his speed, his average, his arm, his, his defensive plays, everything, and uh, he's so underrated as a player, and I just hope that um, uh, we get to see, you know, us as fans finally get to go to a game at Dodger Stadium with him in the lineup. That'd be amazing. Yeah, Mookie Best is one of the best in the game, and I could argue even say the best at this point. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I mean, honestly, from my opinion, I don't know, people don't even give a shit my opinion, honestly, but I would go Mookie Best. Our fans do. <laughs> I'll go Mookie Betts, Tatis, and then Trout. I'm probably gonna get ripped, but I just feel like I just feel there's something about Mookie man and and Tatis that they're just changing the game, and I think for the better. I think I just think Trout is too. How can I say? He's too quiet. He's not too much in the media. He's not kind of promoting the game. I just feel like Tatis, their energy and Mookie, man, it's just, it's crazy. It makes you excited. You're like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah no, I get it. Tatis is an awesome young player, man. He adds, he adds energy to the, to the team, you know? And I got nothing bad to say about Fernando Tatis Jr., man. He's, he's amazing. Uh, Trout, I got nothing to say, bad to say about Trout either. I think he's a beast also. I just feel like what, what what happens with Trout is is you know I know he's you know it's not his fault but they're not leading to wins so whatever he's doing on the field it's not leading to wins you know um I mean it's not his fault that they don't go out there and spend some fucking pitching I mean it's not his fault that every off season dude they go out and they get a big bat it's like they have a lineup it's not their fault man I, that's why I, I don't want to blame too much on Trout I get I get what you're saying. But I also think they haven't helped Trout, dude. Like, I mean, the lineup is sick, but, I mean, what's the point if you're scoring 10 runs a game but you're giving up 11? Like, this is not going to lead to wins. Uh, I think that, you know, the fact that they haven't been in the playoffs for a while also is the reason why he's taking a hit, where, you know, people kind of forgetting about Trout. Yeah, and it's unfair, dude, because it's a team game, you know? It's a team game. And then, you know, it's not like the NBA where one player can can uh, carry a team into the playoffs. <laughs> like LeBron with the Cavs, you know, his first couple of years. 
But um, yeah, man, baseball and football is totally different. It's just they're, they're team we, sports. We, we want to see Trout in the playoffs, you know. But man, we really don't have expectations for the Angels to make the playoffs because they got no one that can pitch. I mean, throw me out there. I'll probably have a two point three RA. Yeah, for sure, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably be an eighth on that team, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Angels need to do something. Um, you know, kind of, kind of like I, what I don't understand about the Angels. Like you're going out there, you're getting Altani, you're getting Rendon. You know, you got Trout, but you don't spend on pitching. Like, come on. I mean, Bauer. I mean, I know we gave him a lot of money, but. I know the Angels could afford a contract like that. So it's not like, you know, they've been giving a handing out. Like, honestly, I didn't think they should have got Rendon. Like, I thought Rendon was, like, a guy that, that they didn't need. They didn't need Rendon. He, he's an awesome player. Don't get me wrong. But they didn't need him. I mean, they could have spent that money on some pitching or so. I know they went after Garrett Cole last year, but I don't know. I think Angels, uh, they need to uh, fix that pitching staff. But, yeah. Uh, I also, I can tell you, I think, I think guys like uh, Tatis, Betts, they're changing the game, man. They're just, they're just out there more, you know. They, they bring that energy to the to the ballpark every game. Baseball doesn't have that, or didn't have that for a while, and they just bring in that energy. Uh, Trevor Bowers, another guy, man, like he brings that energy when he's on the mound. You feel it. You're like, all right, dude, like this one came in here and pitched. Kershaw is a little different. Kershaw, yeah, he goes out there. He He's an awesome competitor, but he doesn't show it as much as a guy like Bauer, you know. Uh, I like Bueller also. Bueller's another guy. I feel like he he brings it to the mound. Like he, he he lets you know, hey, I fucking shook you out and what? What are you going to do? Like, I just threw it down the plate and you couldn't hit it. So, and he'll let you know as he's walking off the mound. And I feel like baseball needs that. You know, you want to attract a young fan base. You need that, dude. You need that, though, that energy, uh, uh, from from the players. Yeah, man, I I love the bat flips. I love all that shit. You know, you know, people be talking. We're ripping Tim Anderson last year with all those bat flips and whatnot, dude. Hell no, dude. That's amazing for the game. Or when they the whole Fernando Tartiz last year, where he hit a grand slam and they expected him not to swing. Like, dude, get the fuck out of here. If you're gonna throw me a pitch. I'm <laughs> yeah. swinging to the fence. If not, take me out of the fucking game. Because yeah, what's the point of playing though? Yeah. I mean, dude, like, okay, you rip. You, you see that what happens in baseball is you never know what's gonna happen. Yes, baseball is is a sport where you're like you could be up eight runs, dude. I've seen this as a Dodger fan. Like you're up a couple runs and they they just blow it. I think at one year, bro, we were playing the Cardinals and we had like a seven one lead. I thought, oh fuck, we won this game. No, dude, in the playoffs, dude, fools come back and they end up winning on Kershaw. So it's like, how are you gonna tell me that that you know, you're going to tell your best player to just say, hey, don't swing. I don't care if it's a 3-0 pitch. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. It's just, it's, it, it, you got to make the game fun. Last year when the Dodgers played the Padres in that playoff game, I think it was, was it was game one or game two, I think where um, Machado had the, he had like a bat flip on Kershaw. Like, he literally tossed the bat and he was telling, getting his team like, hey, let's go, you know? Yeah. I'm cool with that. Like, that's cool, dude. Like, hey. You 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 want to get your team riled up? That's cool. I was perfectly fine with that. I just didn't like the fact that he got mad when we did it. When Cody rubbed the home a home run, and then Gradwell went and blow kisses to him, and I don't know what the fuck he was doing <laughs> and shit. But you know, I, I just like that. Like if you're gonna do that shit, all right, make sure you're able to take it too. Like don't 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 be. Don't be out here saying, oh, you know, I'm a bat flip, but then that fool cannot bat flip on my team. No, no, no. It goes both ways. So I think in baseball, hey, bat flip, you hit a big home run in the game, go ahead, bat flip, toss that bat, you know, to the parking lot for all I care. But, but yeah, I think it, it just adds a different uh, a, a different dynamic to the game. The fans are more engaged. They like that shit. Yeah, I think the game needs to change, man. And I think it, it starts with the pitchers as well. I think, I don't think, you know, the pitchers get so sensitive sometimes where, like, you know, the bat flip, oh, next time he's up, we're going to beam this guy. Like, nah, dude. Like, throw a fucking pitch, strike him out. That's the only way you do it. Don't beam the guy. Yeah. Straight, uh, get him out. Yeah. That, that's that's what it should be, it, man. And I think, I think there's, like, going back to the point, players like Bauer, Betts, Tatis, Bueller, they're changing the game. And it's for the better. Uh, it attracts a younger audience, and I'm excited where this uh, 
where this game is going. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of players are doing that. Even guys like uh, not superstar players, but guys like Max Muncy, for example. I mean, I seen this guy hit deep ass bombs when he hit it against Bumgarner, and Bumgarner's like, "What the fuck are you looking at, dude?" He told him, "Go get it out the fucking ocean." Then, like, I like that, dude. You need that, bro. Fucking guy like Bumgarner and shit always showing up the hitter all the time, <laughs> and then when they do it to him, it's like. Oh, no, what the fuck you doing? Walk around and shut up. Like, dude, fuck out of here. I think it's good. I think it's good both sides. I think it's good if the pitcher gets mad, but as long as he doesn't beam the guy on the next Okay, attack. yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, that way there's that tensity. There's that, that you know, that, that how can I say that, uh, that tension right there between the players. I think that's good. You know, but if you're going to, on the next back, if you're going to beat him, no. Get yeah. him out. Yeah. Get him out. Yeah, I get you. You can tell him, hey, hey, don't fucking start running or whatever. And then Muncy tell him, get out of the fucking pool. That's that's amazing, bro. I, I like that. Just don't <laughs> beam the guy. Just strike him out next time. Go get, get it out, out the fucking ocean. Yes. Per, that's that's what I want. I want that for the game. <laughs> but, man, uh, before we move on to anything else, did, I, I was seeing a couple predictions, man. I, I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on the Atlanta Braves, and they do this every fucking year. I don't know why. Why do the Atlanta Braves get so much respect and disrespect? Disrespect, yes. And then also the St. Louis Cardinals. I feel like I saw a couple of people not so high on the Cardinals, and I was like, uh, I'm not sure where this is coming from. I, I think they're both two uh, great teams. I think they'll both win their division. I kind of understand the Cardinals a little more because even though I wasn't high on the Brewers, I'm looking at the Brewers now and I kind of kind of see the Brewers uh, maybe sneaking up or, but for sure finishing second. Yeah. But maybe potentially getting number one. But yeah, Cardinals, Atlanta getting slept on a lot. Um, especially Atlanta, dude. I don't know why people are sleeping on Atlanta. I mean, they were in the NLCS last year. They got a good team. They resigned a lot of their players. I mean, I mean, they made it to the NLCS without Soroka, their best pitcher, yeah. and they had Charlie Morton this year. So, yeah, I don't see why. And then that division, like, I mean, I know the Mets are going to be a lot better, and they'll probably contend for that second spot in the division, you know. But like teams like the Phillies, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, dude. Like, I, 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 I've given up on the Phillies. I feel like. The whole Bryce Harper train, Remuto, all that. Like, yeah, they, they're kind of reminding me of the Angels. You know, they got an awesome lineup, bro, but they just cannot pitch for shit. So I'm I'm done off their train. I don't, I don't think they'll contend. The Marlins, I mean, the Marlins are still a young team. You know, I know they made the playoffs last year, right? Yeah, they but did. <clears throat> they're still a young team. I don't think they're ready to they're compete still a with the years. Yeah. And then we're missing one. one the team. Nationals. The Nationals. They made some sneaky <clears throat> moves. Yeah, they did make some sneaky moves. They added Lester. And then, uh, Josh Bell from the Pirates. Yeah, so I think the Nationals Nationals are a team to look out for, but it's I feel like it's a three three team race. It'll be Nationals, Mets, and and Braves. But I, I still think the Braves yeah. have, have a better team. I don't see the whole hype with the Mets, man. Just because I know the Mets are talented, they are talented. Um, they are talented pitching wise, but man, it's just something about the Mets every fucking year. Like it's just. They crumble under pressure for some reason, and I don't know why, but, yeah, the Mets, I need to see it to believe it. That, that's what I got to say about the New York Mets. I hope they do good, man. I mean, the Mets are an interesting franchise. You know, DeGrom, Thor, Strowman. I think that's 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 cool. That's a great pitching staff, great one, two, three punch. Um, but, yeah. I'm not. There's no way I'm picking the Mets over the Braves today, especially with the Braves adding more depth. Um, I, I'm just not doing it personally. As me, I would go Braves, maybe Nationals, Mets. That was a toss-up for me for the second spot, because like I said, I got to see the Mets do it actually, and then Phillies, Marlins. Then that can play out however it's gonna play out. But yeah, I don't understand the disrespect from Atlanta. I think they deserve more respect. <laughs> Maybe because the city of Atlanta has um, has just gone through so much heartbreak that it's just so hard to trust trust them. I get I guess, but yeah, man, I'm taking Atlanta to win this division. And as far as the Cardinals, like I said, the Brewers. I, I think the Brewers are a sneaky team as well. I think they have some good pitching there. Uh, their lineup 
besides Yelich and Lorenzo Cain, there's not really much there. Um, they're probably going to need another bat or have one of the young guys step up. But, yeah, Cardinals are winning that division for sure. A lot of people think it's going to be a top uh, toss-up. But Didn't uh, Lorenzo Cain opt out last year? He opted out last year, yeah. yeah so and then Yelich had a down year, so I don't expect that to happen this year. No, I don't I don't think so either. I think the Brewers will be a good team. Uh, I think the Cubs are taking a step back. Um but as far as the, the Brewers, I think they'll 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 give the they'll give the Cardinals fits. You yeah. know, they need they need a couple starters though. I feel like they're they're missing a couple starters. Um, Maybe a little bit, man. But they had a pretty good uh, solid pitching staff last year. But as far as uh, the Cardinals, man, I just think they're just a little bit more talented, uh, batting wise and pitching wise. Where I'll take them. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I mean. Uh, I'm excited for MLB to start up, man. Pitchers and catchers report in some, with two, two days. Yeah. Two days. So, I mean, it's going to be amazing. Baseball getting started. I just hope there's fans, dude. You don't understand how how bad I miss going to a baseball game, dude. I'm, I'm never, ever, ever going to complain about a $15 beer again, dude. I swear. <laughs> I will never complain we'll, about it. We'll go to Arizona. You can get it for 7 bucks. Whatever. I won't even complain <laughs> about that either, dude. I... I I, I miss just going to the ballpark, you know, having having some brews, uh, watching a ball game, and shit, just enjoying it with the people that you hang out with, the people that you 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 know enjoy the game as well. And, and uh, I just hope that there's fans in the stands. So whatever it is that they got to do to get people vaccinated just hurry the fuck up because i better not miss another baseball game this year yeah no there definitely needs to be fans hopefully there is i mean it's moving in the right direction obviously the nfl had more fans going into the later season and now more people getting vaccinated i i would expect um maybe not at the beginning but little by little growing and then hopefully by nfl season we can start getting to like that 75 full capacity amount Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Can't wait. But we'll see what happens. And, um, yeah, so uh, on to the next topic. We're going to um, – That's so much NFL news. NFL just does not end, and I love it for some reason. I, NFL you know just – I love it. I, I fucking love it, dude. NFL doesn't stop. It seems like it seems like as soon as the season's over, somebody got cut. Ah, dude, there's so like, many mock drafts. There's, there's free agent talk. There's fan accounts, all this. I think NFL is what keeps us going, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, MLB was, dude, they were dead for, like, two, three months. Like, nobody was getting signed. Yeah. You know? Uh, as far as basketball, like, even in, in season, bro. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, all right, cool. Basketball started out. But, you know, after, you know, just just literally a couple, a month or so before, Lakers had just won the title. So, it just felt weird to talk about basketball back right. up again. Yeah. But, Hey, thank, <laughs> thanks to the NFL, we got a lot of topics to talk about. Uh, so let's uh, let's dive into uh, JJ Watt, dude. JJ Watt, man, gets cut from Houston. Um, obviously, it's neutral. They both agreed on it, so I I think that's that's great, man. I, I I'm I'm happy Houston did that for him because he just wants to go to a place where he can win. And obviously, you're seeing the options class act uh, JJ Watt. So, man, any franchise that gets him is going to be a huge pickup. Where do you see J.J. Watt going? And I saw this crazy stat, dude. J.J. Watt was the most double-team pass rusher last year. Mm. More than anybody in the NFL. Wow. I mean, we're talking about J.J. Watt, an injury. an injury. He's had so many injuries, and he still had five sacks last year. Incredible in the run game to stop the run. I mean, dude, and this guy was the, the most, I think it was like 30%, and then Zedarius Smith was second with double teams. <sighs> dude, you're just talking about a beast in J.J. Watt. I think a lot of people have forgotten about him, maybe because he's been in Houston and the emergence of Aaron Donald that, you know, everybody just kind of thought, forgot about Watt. But, dude, yeah. where do you see J.J. Watt going? Uh, I think I think it's pretty much just a, it's a, it's a two, it should be a two-team race. I think one team that it just makes sense would be going to Green Bay. That's a team that I just feel like yeah. it makes sense. Like, he's from Wisconsin. You guys need a pass rusher. You guys need to get rid of Preston Smith. So, adding him into Zedarius, I mean, that's awesome pass rusher. I mean, that's probably why the reason why you guys lost. 
in the NFC Championship game was not really because of your secondary or I mean I know people want to rip Kevin or what, Kevin King Kevin King but I mean your pass rusher didn't your pass rusher didn't show up that game. Um, so adding a guy like like JJ there makes makes total sense. And if I'm the Packers man, just just pull the trigger, dude. You do not want to waste another year of Aaron Rodgers. And you just gotta you just gotta pull the trigger. And another 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 team that I feel like people are sleeping on, and I feel like they need a they need him even more than you guys is the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need him, bro. I don't buy this shit that he's going to Cleveland, that uh, Cleveland's a front runner. No, I don't, I don't so. buy that shit. I don't buy it that he's going to Pittsburgh. They got no fucking salary cap. Like, they got no cap space. What the fuck? I mean, I know his brothers are there, but you I mean. two ones. You don't need three. I, I don't <laughs> see him go. I don't see him going to Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay, they're talking about Tampa Bay. I mean, unless he wants to you know, oh, follow you. Tom Brady and try to get a ring, I don't That's think That's not so. going to happen. Because I feel like they, they have a lot of their own free agents. They, they have need to sign. Watts. Yeah. So I think it's a two-team race. I think it's Green Bay and Tennessee. I mean, there's always a, obviously there's always a team that kind of sneaks up out of nowhere. But right now, I look at it as at those two teams that make sense for him. I mean, he wants to win. I feel like if he goes to the Packers, he's going back home, and he's and he he's going to a winning team. And then also, if you go to Tennessee, I mean, you you impact that defense, and you're going to your uh, was it his old uh, uh, defensive coordinator, Rabel. I think he was down there in Houston when they were together. I don't know if it was a linebackers coach or or defensive coordinator, but they worked together, anyways. So yeah, I mean. Those two spots make sense. I don't buy the Browns. I don't buy uh, Pittsburgh. I don't buy uh, Temple Bay. Chiefs. Chiefs. Oh, I don't, I don't oh, see that happening at I, all. I hope not, dude. Fuck, man. Like, dude. Yeah. They'll fucking probably put up some money out of somewhere and shit. We'll tell McCombs, restructure your contract. We're adding 10 more years. <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, hopefully not. But, uh, yeah, I, those are the two teams I see right now. But, I, yeah, I see Green Bay making the most sense only because – there's just a lot of free agents. If, if J.J. Watt wants to win and that's his number one priority, it's Green Bay because Tennessee has a lot of free agents this year. And, I mean, they're pretty bad on the – they're really bad pass rushing. I mean, they were dead last, if, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, pressure. So, if he really wants to win, you get paired up with the – was it Darius Smith who was second highest in double teams? I mean, you have those two guys. Who the hell are you going to double team? Yeah. Kenny Clark, I mean, he got double team all season too. You have those three guys. Who the fuck are you getting double team? Maybe, yeah. maybe Preston will even take a fucking uh, restructure uh, his contract just to to be part of that Smith Bros, JJ Watt, and Kenny Clark. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, or I mean, you could always come down to the Bay, man. We could use you next to Bosa. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Dude? Like you know, him, and he gets to play with a uh, Nick Bosa. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy, but Hopefully no. Not. But I, like I said, I think we have our own problems to worry about. You know where he's gonna end up going? Where? Guess the team that always makes a fucking move this time. And Ravens. I'm about to get. I'm about to get to them in the next topic. Philadelphia. Seattle. <laughs> Seattle always makes a move, dude. I don't know where the fuck they get all these money from or how they do it, but they always end up getting the guy. Yeah, I see I see Seattle or Ravens being like that team that sneaks up out of nowhere and they just fucking get them. Dude, Ravens do that shit too. Calais Campbell, where the fuck do they pull that guy out of his ass? They get him out of nowhere, dude. <laughs> you know, so I see those two teams just pulling in fucking players out their ass and be like, here, here, we, we'll, we'll get you over here and try to uh, win a Super Bowl. So... <laughs> We'll see what happens, uh, but those two teams make sense, Tennessee and Green Bay. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully Green Bay is the destination. We'll probably tr- trying to figure out what the official salary cap number is before any signing, but... I mean, we got a month away, seriously. It's only a month before free agency. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's crazy. It's like Christmas. Yeah. But the next, uh, the next topic I wanted to uh, go to is Russell Wilson, man. He was on Dan Patrick's show the other week, and he really showed his frustration with the Seattle franchise. You know what was funny? Before you keep going, that after his interview, I don't even think he said, Go Hawks. Go Hawks! Like he always does. Fucking little prick. Oh, stop, dude. Nah, I personally love Wilson, man. It's just... It's crazy what, what he's... What he's... This reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers in his prime, but maybe... I don't want to say worse, 
Because he has gone to two Super Bowls. and Rodgers I mean, at least Rodgers had weapons. This one didn't have weapons. I mean, you got Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams. Like, I mean, you got Metcalf. And Lockett, but I just feel they're just so... Dude, I can't... I can't... Since that great draft that they had a long time ago, I haven't seen anybody really from the draft that has really been like, oh, wow, that's a good draft pick. Dude, they haven't drafted... I don't think they've drafted... Uh, I mean, besides Metcalf, they haven't drafted an impact player, bro. And then they gave up, like, so pretty much, much all their, their first-round picks for, for Jamal. Jamal Adams. And, I mean, I'm sorry, dude. I think Jamal Adams is a good player. But I'm not to give up three first – what is it, three or two first-round picks? Yeah. Like, dude, come on. And you have so many holes. So, even if you had Jamal, it doesn't fix your problem. I mean, they had so many issues this year. I mean – they don't have a pass rush. I mean, I know they went out there and they got Carlos Dunlap, you know. But, I mean, he didn't fix everything either, dude. I mean, Wagner's another guy who's, um, you know, he's in the end of his career. Offensive line is always shit, dude. Like, they're always shit. The, the year before, they were decent because they actually ran the football. This year, they said, oh, we're going to let Russ cook. And he couldn't cook because he had no salt and pepper up front. Check this out. Offensive line ranked 16th in pass blocking this year. That's been that's been the best since Russell Wilson has been there. 16th. He's never had a top 10 old line, top five old line. No stable running backs, dude. I mean, Chris Carson was hurt all year. Well, I mean, they did have Marshawn Lynch, and they decided not to run it at the one. <laughs> well, yeah. That's probably like a fucking <laughs> curse that's going to them. <laughs> Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny's been bust at this point. Carlos Hyde, I mean, I don't really think he did much this year with them. DJ Dallas, they de- drafted him. He had probably like a game or two that he blew up. But, I mean, dude, he hasn't had any real help out there in Seattle besides when they had that Legion of Boom. He's been sacked 394 times since 2012. His rookie year. That's that's insane, dude. Yeah. I mean, you're. I think when you have a franchise quarterback, your number one priority once you uh, sign that franchise quarterback is to protect him. You know, maybe don't even worry about the defense for a while. Just protect your quarterback, man, because you're investing so much money in, into him. So, but yeah, obviously, Russell's not going anywhere. They're not going to trade him. If they would trade him... It would be like a $39 million cap this year, so that's not going to no, happen. He, he's not going nowhere. He's not going nowhere. This, I don't think Deshaun Watson's going anywhere. You know, as as cool as these rumors are fucking dope hearing, but I don't think these players are going anywhere. Uh, but um, I'm on the other side of this with you. Like, you're, you're defending Russ, whatnot, and I know they haven't drafted well and everything. But to me, I feel like uh, Russ is part of this problem because there's a hold on. I'm not done yet. Legs. <laughs> so, I mean, how could you draft the top O line? Like, how could you? Because this guy's always running around. Even if even if the pocket is like clean, bro, he's fucking running. Like he just wants to create something. I feel like. Sometimes, and, and he has the talent, bro. I'm no knock on Russ. Like, he has the talent, but I just, sometimes I feel like he has a play right in front of him, but yet he opts out to get a bigger play. And That reminds and, me a lot of Rodgers. And, and sometimes you, you just go with the flow, bro. Like, get in rhythm, you know. So, but he's always trying to, like, he has a five-yard play in front of him, but he'll scramble to get a fucking 30, 40-yard play. Like, you know, I just I don't I think that's part of his problem that I think he needs to fix that. You know, I know I know their offensive line is trash, but I mean, come on, you, you can't do that either. And then just like one thing, you know, I, I think he's an amazing player. He's done amazing stuff, stats, everything. But one thing that just doesn't sit well with me was the fact that there's rumors saying that uh, this was even before this. Last rumor, like there's rumors that when they had that Super Bowl versus the Patriots and they had Marshall at the one, there's rumors saying that Pete wanted Russell to win the game and win MVP. And it was like, so that's why they elected to throw it at the one. So that thing never sit well. And a lot of, uh, like, I guess there was, uh, what was the mic'd up? And, uh, and I guess in the mic'd up, he tells Pete, you're going to trust me down here, right, coach? 
right before right right before you know that play or something like that. So I mean that this doesn't sit well with me, dude. Because if it was all about winning, you would have said, you know what, fuck it, Marshawn at the one, just give him the damn ball. If it was all about winning, you know. Now it's all about winning because you haven't won shit since then. He thought it was like, oh, right. you know, I think he got a little selfish and a little greedy right there. And and that and that's cool and all, but come on, like, uh, n- I don't think it's all blame on Seattle. You know, I think Pete Carroll has a lot to do with it, and he has some blame, but also Wilson does too. It's both sides of the, of this spectrum. It's not like a Houston situation. Houston situation is just they butchered that situation as far as um, uh, Deshaun Watson. Like they 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 literally uh, messed up with his trust. But here out here, I feel like there's both sides to blame. Pete and Russell. Yeah, I don't really know how to follow that old Jess. I mean. <laughs> Ah, dude, I don't know. I just, I just, like, you, yeah, I get it. Maybe I haven't seen the video of what happened in the Super Bowl or whatever. You haven't seen that thing? I haven't, well, I I didn't see the video where he says. Yeah, he's mic'd up and he tells you, you're going to trust me down here, coach, right? Yeah. I I don't know if he was selling the OC or or he was selling Pete. And uh, there was a play, I think there was a play that they had set up to run the ball. And I don't know what happened that the OC changed the play and they told him to throw it. And that's how that's what happened with the pick. And to me, I think it's just that just that just looks bad on you. I, I know it's like I tell you, I know this whole situation is not on him, but it just looks bad. Like if you're all about winning, you would have gave it to Marshawn at the one. Well, OC or Pete Carroll, whoever's in charge there, what happened, that was just a terrible decision. I mean, stupid. You just got to run it at that point. Yeah. It, let's say let's say Russell just throws the touchdown. None of this happened. We're thinking, oh, geniuses, because they were expecting run and touchdown pass. So it's a little hard to judge now, but I just feel like I just feel like Pete Carroll, man, has lost Seattle, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think I think that he's done already in there. He should be fired. He he should he should he really should. Um, maybe they need someone more younger, something to bring some more fire. But I just think after that loss in the Super Bowl, Pete Carroll's time in Seattle, he I he lost it, dude. You can tell by the defensive players. I mean Sherman and all them. They were like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, dude? they they kind of like, well, you know, they kind of felt like, what the hell, dude, like. Why didn't you run it? I don't know. Look, and it was like, was it? It wasn't even like it was third, fourth down. It was yeah. like first, first and one, that's something like that, man. So even if he doesn't get in, you still got a couple other shots to get in. Like I, I didn't understand that. Still don't understand to this day. Um, but we'll see. I think, I think, I think Pete Garrell, This is his last year. He's not, and he just got a contract extension. I think that's the crazy part. Like last year, you got a contract. Who? Pete Carroll. Oh. So, I mean, they love him down there. And Wilson got it last year, too. Wilson got it last year, too. Yeah. So, it's just they're going to have to figure it out together. So Yeah, well, they but buy- maybe, maybe, like, this is good for Wilson to speak up because they kind of felt like, oh, Wilson never says nothing. So, so he's go Hawks. Go Hawks. Yeah. After every interview, go Hawks. But with Dan Patrick, he didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to just get home to Ciara. But, yeah, they bring in the – they bring in the – the passing uh, coordinator from um, the Rams, Shane Waldron, so as a new OC. So we'll see if he could fix the um, the problems out there in Seattle. But man, there's so many problems outside, not just on the offense side. I think the defense is not clicking. I mean, you have Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner, and what else do you have? That's it. Um, and they haven't drafted well, you know. Yeah, they got you no know, Rams. They traded all their first round picks, but their second, third, fourth round picks, they've hit on those picks. So that's what's making their defense respectable, you know, even after trading a lot of these. But Seattle's total opposite. Yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, dude. I just um, – there's a lot of mess there. Uh, I feel bad for Wilson just because I feel this is a lot of what happened with Aaron Rodgers. Just a lot of frustration, defense letting them down a lot in the playoffs and whatnot. But – yeah, it's all part of the game. 
it's good that Russell speaks up. Maybe they can get something fixed out there, you know? Yeah, yeah there probably are. And uh, he'll probably say uh, uh, come September, he'll be after every interview. Cox. Gotta love Wilson, dude. Fucking <laughs> Yeah, man. But um, is there anything you want to touch on, on the Niners? Any news of the Niners coming out? Uh, nothing much. I mean, uh, pretty much, uh, I mean, there's really nothing to talk no. about with the Niners. There's nothing, no, no restructures, no nothing. We got Jeff Wilson back. I mean, he's, he's, he's a solid running back, you know, a good number two guy, especially if Marsha goes down. So, <laughs> um, I, I like him, um. But, yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see. I feel like this offseason is just a wait-and-see approach. Um, you know, they're saying that they're going to keep Jimmy, and I guess if that's the that's what you're <laughs> that's what you're going to do, I mean, it's cool, you know, but if you're going to keep if you're going to keep Jimmy, uh, you better damn sure get a fucking backup. Like, you better get a backup because it's, it's obvious that he can't stay healthy, you know. It's in, he's missed like forty something games or something. I like mean, Jimmy needs to start drinking those protein shakes, dude. I, at this point, <laughs> no, I'm gonna be honest with you. At this point, if I'm Jimmy G, I'm going out there and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm Tom Brady's friend. Like they, they have a good relationship. You know, regardless of whatever happened down there in New England, they still have a pretty good relationship. I'm calling Tom Brady. I'm like, hey, yo, dude. Hook me up with your fucking avocado ice cream, whatever the fuck is it that you drink, dude. Just hook me up, cause it seems like you can't get, you don't get fucking hurt, but I'm hurt and I fucking roll an ankle and I'm out the rest of the season. You know, <laughs> I had some frustration build up with Jimmy, not because of his quarterback play, but just because of him not being healthy, dude. When he's on the field, you know, yeah, he makes some mistakes and. That's fine, but that's part of, you know, a young quarterback who hasn't been starting for a while. You're going to make mistakes, you know, but, you know, there's been some positive things that I've seen out of Jimmy. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, but, dude, you can't fucking stay on the field, dude. So if I'm the Niners, you want to go and keep Jimmy, you better draft his backup or you better go out there and spend some money on a backup. Like, I don't mind them getting Andy Dalton, fucking Fitzmagic, like go spend on a veteran if. You're not going to draft one. Make sure you have a capable backup. I've said this on this pod many times. I do not want to see CJ Beathard or even Nick Mullins back, dude. Like, do not come back to this team. Yeah, what pick do the Niners have this year? 12. Wow, dude. How perfect would it be? Let's say you go into the season with Jimmy and Fields drop to 12. Honestly, I, 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 I wouldn't mind Fields. I wouldn't mind Trey Lance. I know Trey Lance only played one game last year because, you know, his school didn't have uh, they didn't have a season. Uh, so I wouldn't mind Trey Lance. I wouldn't mind Fields. I wouldn't mind Zach Wilson. Shit, Lawrence, some way falls. <laughs> nah, fuck it, I'll take Lawrence, <laughs> which I highly doubt that. But, I mean, dude, those four guys, I don't mind. Mac Jones, I don't mind Mac Jones, but... I don't think I don't think we should take him at twelve if that's the case. You know, I know we still got a long way to go for um, NFL draft, but or the QB from Cincinnati, like Zach said on the Super Bowl pod. What the fuck was his name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch college uh, football. Desmond, so I don't know. Oh, Desmond Ryder or something? Ritter? Something. <laughs> Dude, he was searching that shit out. He fucking Googled that shit. Fucking clown. <laughs> I'm not going to act like I know who the hell he is, bro, because I don't. I mean, I, 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 I've I seen him, <laughs> but to think that, that, I don't know, just not, not, something, not somebody that I'm like, yeah. You know, but hey, we'll see what happens with the Niners. Um... And, and, yeah, man, this is going to be an exciting offseason, dude. Like, there's so much shit going on. This whole Carson Wentz maybe getting traded, maybe not. Like, dude, if I'm fucking Philadelphia, dude, just trade the fucking guy. Yeah, you got yeah. hurt. Trade him, dude. <laughs> yeah, just fucking trade him, dude. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, you obviously are not sold on Wentz. So, whatever it is that you got to do, just trade him, get some assets, and move on from that situation. I think it'll work better for them like they're good you know focus on hurts and then Wentz could go to a, a fresh start and maybe it'll work out for both sides dude just do it and if you need to acquire fucking Nick Foles back fuck it do it but Philadelphia needs to move on from that situation uh, 
I think it's just it's just toxic already. It's just not working out. Yeah, it's definitely not working out there for Wentz. A uh, change of scenery is much needed out there in Philly and for Wentz. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, yeah, man, I'm excited for the offseason. It's coming up fast, coming up strong. News every day, <laughs> even if we call for it or not. But yeah, it's exciting. Baseball starting up, NBA heating up. There's no more NFL news. Like nothing else popped up. No, I mean the Packers did some restructures on David Bakhtiari, so they're working on their salary cap to maybe get some players in. What? Yeah, definitely a lot. Aaron Jones <laughs> is spending too much time in Miami, and I don't like it. I don't like it, Aaron. Dude, it's the offseason, dude. <laughs> right. these, these players have other homes. I know, but he's from he's from El Paso, so I want to see him out in El Paso. I don't want to see him out there in Miami, you know? He's partying. He's partying. That's, that's, the, that's the only place that's open right now, dude. Where the fuck are you expecting him to go? But, yeah, the reason I bring that up is because uh, Miami seems to be the front runner for Aaron Jones. But, yeah, everything's heated up, man. Free agency is a, a month away. I keep... Uh, DM me my friend about Packer news and Packer free agents or who we're going to get. And we're probably not going to get anybody, but it's just fun, man. It's so exciting. We're probably going to get love again. Dude. Probably not going to get no receiver. Probably not going to get anything. I'll be happy if we just get one, honestly, and then we'll figure out everything else with the draft. But You'll probably get... Um, <laughs> uh, you'll probably keep Aaron Rodgers. Love will be number two. And then they'll probably draft Love's backup. <laughs> Dude, I would trade Love, man. I would trade Love to because yeah, Colts really wanted him. I would tell you know the Colts, hey, Love for Leonard, straight up. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, guys, but that's gonna end it for today. Thanks you guys for joining. Please subscribe. Yeah, you know, uh, tell a friend. Um, and and uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, thanks. Thanks to all our uh, thousands of fans out there. We appreciate you guys. <laughs> we appreciate everything that um, that you guys do for us. You know, uh, go go uh, subscribe and uh, and we'll talk to you guys soon. And go old bros. That's gonna be the new. Uh, that's what we're gonna call that every show. Go old bros. You sound like you sound like uh, Russell Wilson right now. <laughs> Peace, everybody. <laughs>